I'm Kate Daniels. Dr. Louis Aroni is an international recognized weight management expert and director of the Comprehensive Weight Control Center at Weill Cornell Medicine in New York. Dr. Aroni's medical career has been about working with people with weight issues, and his experience has brought him to focus on the biological factors that cause weight gain. This is so huge for any one of us struggling with weight gain, the yo-yo dieting, the fad diets. This is truly revolutionary. In Dr. Aroni's new book, The Change Your Biology Diet, The Proven Program for Lifelong Weight Loss, is a great guide to help us in the process to lose weight and be healthy. So let's meet him. Dr. Louis Aroni, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Kate. I am so excited, and I believe our listeners will be equally as excited, because with your new book, Change Your Biology Diet, the proven program for lifelong weight loss, is certainly something that feels fresh and new, because I think most of us have probably been frustrated with some kind of diet and have only found that in the long term, we've failed. But to change your biology, this sounds like something that really has the earmark of being very successful for us. Well, Kate, as the director of the Weill Cornell Comprehensive Weight Control Center, having done this for 25 years, we've developed many strategies that work when nothing else has. So we're used to people coming in saying, I've tried everything, I've been on this program, that program, and what we've been able to do is sort things out and get them to lose weight. So when you look at the Change Your Biology Diet, it's a complete program. Not only is it the dietary advice that we give to our patients, but it includes other things that go way beyond that. For example, if you're considering, if you don't succeed, should you consider medication? Medication is being prescribed. If you want to consider medicine, which medicines? tells you all about them. Surgery. Some people want to consider surgery. Which surgeries should you consider? And while that seems like very involved, there are people who need this, and those people need to read the Change Your Biology Diet to see what is going to be the best approach for them. Excellent. So this really is so great because it gives us a full spectrum. It gives us the information if other diets haven't worked, but we have maybe, say, 20 pounds to lose. Chances are we're going to find some approach, a different approach, because we're going to find out it has so much to do with how our body works and how that triggers our brain. That really is a big factor here. Well, that's a story that people have not heard. And again, another part of the book, explaining to people why it's hard to lose weight. Why is it hard to lose weight? We've been looking for the answers, and now we have them. What happens is that when you eat fattening food and you don't exercise enough, the number of calories that get absorbed into your body too quickly is greater than it's ever been. So too many calories come in too quickly, It's almost like a power surge to the nerves in your brain. The nerves in your brain are responsible for controlling your weight, get overloaded with too many calories coming in too quickly, and those nerves are injured. They're damaged. So what happens then? Your fat cells, your stomach, your intestine are trying to tell your brain how much food you've eaten, how much fat you've stored, and it can't get the message. So the bottom line is that Fattening food 
damages your brain. The whole process of gaining weight damages the nerves in the brain, and you can't tell, so you don't feel full. You can eat and eat and eat more and more. You just don't feel full. And that's the thing. That's the disease of obesity that we talk about. And at the beginning, when you're 20 pounds overweight, that is reversible. But when you get heavier and heavier, we find that there's a point where it's very, very difficult to reverse and more advanced techniques are necessary. So that's something that people just have never heard. They've never realized that they're fighting something physical. So we try to do away with the blame, the shame of having a weight problem, which many people feel. We're not telling them to feel ashamed, but they feel that way because they just haven't been able to do anything about it. And they're saying to themselves, what's wrong with me? I know I should lose weight. Why don't I lose weight? And it's because they're fighting something that is physical. That is really such an eye-opener. And what I gather from what you're saying, Dr. Aroni, is that even the awareness that this has gone on with the brain it still is something that goes on inside that we can't then say, no, I'm not going to eat that. Even though we're aware that the trigger should be kicking into place, there's somehow that we cannot really limit the intake of calories. Is that correct? That's right, Kate. So when you think about what makes you go off a diet, it's almost like trying to hold your breath. Okay, Try to hold your breath. You go underwater and try to hold your breath for 10 minutes. Right? At some point something tells you to jump out of the water because you're drowning. And that's similar to the impulses you get when you don't eat enough. Your body tells you you're starving to death and you want to go out and get something to eat. And what the Change Your Biology diet is about is how you can eat in a way that settles those impulses down as easily as possible. And if that doesn't work, the other things that you can do. And this is very important because, first of all, most of the books that I've seen, they're written by somebody who lost weight. Like that's their credential is, oh, I lost weight and everybody can lose weight. That is not true. What works for one person doesn't work for another. And there are far more complicated reasons why people gain weight and why they can't lose weight. So, for example, another thing you've never heard is the medicine you take may be making it difficult for you to lose weight. The most common one we see are over-the-counter antihistamines and sleep remedies. So those PM products, they have an antihistamine in them called diphenhydramine. Diphenhydramine can make it difficult to lose weight. We've actually cured people of their weight problems by recognizing that and changing the medicine around, and all of a sudden, boom, they start to lose weight. They're not as hungry. They're able to comply. So these are the types of things that we've talked about in the Change Your Biology Diet that are just no one has ever seen or ever heard of in any other book before. And we need to then stress that this has been the focus of your work for 25 years so that there is such great value in coming from all of that expertise. And as you continue to do the research and help people, there's just a continuing learning process that we benefit from in your work and thus now in your book. Yes. So we... Our center here, I run the Comprehensive Weight Control Center at Weill Cornell Medicine here in New York City. We've been doing this since the early 1990s. We were among the first people to recognize 
that eating a lot of carbohydrate wasn't a good thing and that you should be eating more fat, more protein, that you should be cutting down on carbs. And we recognized that in 1991. That was completely against what everyone said. We've been using medications in novel ways and in responsible ways. And I'm one of the founders and I'm now the chairman of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. American Board of Obesity Medicine credentials doctors in the specialty of treating weight problems. It's the fastest growing specialty in medicine right now. More doctors are going to be credentialed in obesity medicine this year than in rheumatology, the joint specialty, than in endocrinology, than in infectious diseases. So we're seeing that doctors are beginning to get the message that weight is a serious problem and that if the patient can't lose weight with diet alone, that there are diagnostic approaches that can help their patients to, to lose weight. And, you know, it's a complete revolution in the field going on right now. And doesn't it make sense that the focus be right here on obesity and really helping people through this because of the impact it has on all kinds of other illnesses that are the result of being so heavy? So more than 50 illnesses are the direct result of increased body weight. The one you hear about most is diabetes. So there's been an epidemic of diabetes. We're seeing it in younger and younger people. We're seeing it in, in children. Recently, I, I saw in the news, Rob Kardashian gained a lot of weight. He's got adult-type diabetes. He's only 28 years old, and he has adult-type diabetes. A story we're seeing in families that the grandfather has diabetes, developed diabetes when he was 70. The father developed it when he was 50, and now our patient is only 30. That's a, a typical story. Or even younger. We have uh, a young man, 15 years old, with adult-type diabetes, and they're even younger. And it's all the result of obesity, of an increased body weight straining the pancreas. But there are many more illnesses, like cancer. There's a, a significant increase in the risk of developing certain cancers. Breast cancer is the one that's been most closely related with increased body weight. But the other thing, and this goes back to some of the sophisticated stuff we have in the book, the treatment for breast cancer causes weight gain. And we now recognize that. We recognize that the medicines that are used for nausea, steroids like prednisone, as well as strong antihistamines that are used to stop the side effects of chemotherapy all cause weight gain. So the situation we've run into is that the oncologists, we're here next to Memorial Sloan Kettering Hospital, very famous cancer hospital. We get referred patients who have breast cancer. They were started on a chemotherapy regimen and radiation, and they're gaining weight. They're gaining weight, and the doctors are telling them, don't gain weight because it increases the risk of having cancer again. And it may be actually affecting the cancer statistics, that it gets in the way of the hormonal therapies, it gets in the way of the cancer therapy. So patients get referred to us to manage these problems. And again, this is part of a revolution that's going on in medicine. The idea that we're going to be treating cancer patients for weight problems, like that was unheard of 10 years ago. But now it's commonplace. We get referrals like that every day. So 
So anyone out there with breast cancer who's gained weight, they think they're, they're nuts. They feel like they've lost their minds because they've gained weight. How could I gain weight? And they're, they're filled with shame because it's the doctors telling them, the nurses are telling them that don't you know that gaining weight isn't good for you? And they can't help it. So we're trying to overcome that and help them to understand what it is and how to manage it because we do this all the time. Thank goodness. It's so exciting to think that this kind of collaboration is existing because just thinking of someone going through cancer treatment, they're not trying to gain weight, but just that kind of cure, if you will, is causing another problem is such important awareness. And you're right there to be assisting in the remedy, which is great. Right. So a typical story of that. And again, this is a specialized area, but many women have breast cancer. Woman's 125 pounds. She goes through treatment, and the next thing you know, she's 155 pounds. So she's gained 30 pounds. If you look at that, a 30-pound weight gain in a woman who, who was 120 pounds is more than 20% of their body weight. I mean, that's a lot of weight gain, and there are a lot of the hormones that are produced by fat cells promote the growth of cancer cells. The hormones produced by the fat cells promote the growth of cancer damage the pancreas, and cause many other illnesses. Arthritis is more common because of the inflammatory hormones that come from fat cells. And again, many, many other illnesses, 11 different cancers. So it's been our belief for a long time that if we could treat obesity effectively, you wouldn't need that five or six medicines to treat your diabetes, your high blood pressure, which is a result, your high cholesterol and triglycerides, that's a result. All these other illnesses would be significantly better if we could get weight under control. And the evidence supports that. The problem has been getting weight in control. But now we're beginning to get a handle on what's wrong. What's the problem stopping people from losing weight and how to approach that more effectively? So this is really, again, revolutionary information. And the Change Your Biology Diet new book, great information, is here in a very readable form for us to really get this information and educate ourselves. And when it becomes at the serious level where we need more than something that we can work on ourselves, of course, now, as you're telling us, Dr. Aroni, there are the specialists. And so we're across the country from you. Are we able to find referrals on this coast of doctors who are doing the same kind of work? Yes, you can find doctors who are managing weight problems and are properly credentialed on the website of the American Board of Obesity Medicine, abom.org, and it lists people in in your area and every area who um, are credentialed in the field. In fact, one of the best, some of the best weight management centers in the country are in Seattle. Some of the best weight management research is going on at the University of Washington in Seattle, where many of the ideas I'm talking about today, the idea that something happens to your brain that makes it hard to lose weight, comes from the University of Washington in Seattle. So there's a lot going on in Seattle. I think it's one of the best places to be if you need to uh, lose weight. 
So that's excellent for anyone listening this morning to have that insight and to get over any of, you know, the the lies really that have been perpetuated that people don't have enough self-control, that they have this uh, responsibility for being overweight when you're helping us to understand that there's a lot of biology that's going on. And we haven't thought of the brain as being a big part of what affects our weight gain, but it's really important to understand that. Yes, it is. And the part that was hard to understand is, well, people are just, they're eating too much food. They're responding to the advertising they see, and they're eating fattening food, and they just don't want to stop. And we asked the question, and many people have asked the question in, in medicine, why can't they stop? Why don't people just stop eating? Why don't they just lose weight? And I told people, look, if people could just lose weight, I wouldn't have a job for 25 years doing this. But the fact is you can't. So when you think about why is that, the evidence is becoming incontrovertible. You know, when we talk about what's incontrovertible in medicine, it's that study after study shows the same thing. And now we're getting to the point where researchers at the Children's Hospital of Boston, they found something that helped the brain to sense how much fat is stored. It was able to help the brain to regain sensitivity to a key fat cell hormone. What happened? This was a study that was done in mice. The mice lose weight. They don't put them on a diet. The mice lose weight. Now, will this be a treatment in the future? I don't know. You know it's a long way before you have it as a treatment, but they proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you improve the brain sensitivity to hormones coming from the fat cells, that the weight problem went away in these mice, even though they were not put on a diet. They were were able to eat whatever they wanted. So that gives us confidence that these ideas are correct and that we are on the right track in the kinds of treatments that we're recommending. It used to be that we'd use medication in certain patients who were gaining weight and where we couldn't get them to lose weight, and we weren't sure if we were treating the right part of the body or we're treating their brain, is this the right thing to do? Now what we see is the damage is in exactly that part of the brain, so it makes perfect sense to stimulate some areas. So, you know, this is sophisticated stuff. It's not something that you do at home, but I I want people to know that there's a lot more going on in weight problems than meets the eye. And If you can't succeed, a book like mine, The Change Your Biology Diet, will help to give you a roadmap, where to go, what do I do, how do I proceed from this point, because people just don't know. They just get frustrated, angry, they give up, and I tell patients there's no turning back. From this point, you know, you've got a problem, what are you going to do, give up and gain more weight? We just can't do that. Exactly. And what is exciting about the book, we've talked about where weight is a very serious issue, how to deal with that, and that is an incredible gift. For anyone who's dealing with a a smaller amount of weight gain or maybe, you know, at a point that they feel they're in great shape, but there can be the age creep, a weight creep that happens after age 30, you have this breakthrough dozen that helps us to really find a good way to approach our life and eat correctly. And I think one of the key things here that you mentioned is that we really need to start our day off with protein. That's right. 
and this is something that a lot of people are now recognizing is the best appetite suppressant we have. So we're constantly seeing people come in and say, I can't control my eating. I'm hungry all day long. And we ask them, what are you having for breakfast? Well, I used to have a donut. I used to have a bagel. Now I'm having instant oatmeal. Well, instant oatmeal is as bad as having a donut or a bagel if you're trying to control your eating. What you have to do is switch to a protein, a protein like Greek yogurt, which has more protein than regular yogurt. And if, if it has the sugar on the bottom, you probably don't want that. Cottage cheese. I know some people have strong feelings. They don't like cottage cheese. That's fine. Protein shakes. A low-carb protein bar. A bar called the Quest Bar. You can get online. Very inexpensive. Quest Bars have very little carbohydrate in them, and they have many different flavors. You can heat them up. They taste very good. That's the kind of way to start the day with protein. Nuts are very healthy. You can have a handful of nuts for breakfast. We find that is the best appetite suppressant. But in, in thinking about this problem, we looked at any given meal. Why, why is it hard for people who are on a low-carb diet to control their eating when they go back on carbs? Anyone who's done this will, will recognize what I'm talking about. I was on this uh, Atkins kind of diet, and I started back on maintenance, and I started adding carbs back, and all of a sudden, I couldn't control how much I ate. My weight started flying up. And we've done research showing that if you have the carbs at the end of a meal, it has much less of an impact on your blood sugar. If you have the carbs at the beginning of the meal, so like having bread when you go to a restaurant, or having, starting out eating a lot of rice, and then you go and have some, some uh, chicken, and then you have a couple of vegetables, that that raises blood sugar, and that tends to ultimately stimulate your appetite a couple of hours later. It also makes your body produce more insulin, which the net result is you store more calories as fat. So we did a really simple experiment. We took a, a big piece of bread and chicken and vegetables, and on one day, we gave people the bread first and the chicken and vegetables second. And on another day, we just switched it around. We gave them the chicken and vegetables first and the bread second. And in the patients in the study who had diabetes, on the day they had the bread first, their blood sugar peaked at 200 after one hour. On the day they had the chicken and vegetables first, their blood sugar went up very gradually. After an hour, it's only 125. After two hours, it was 140. And it took half the insulin to get a much better blood sugar. So the point is that just by changing the order, eating the exact same thing, you wind up with a much better metabolic profile. You wind up with something that will not make you hungry two or three hours after having the meal. So that's a very simple thing that almost anybody could do. And we actually just started an experiment where we looked at sandwiches. And we find that a sandwich is just as bad as eating the bread first. So the effect on blood sugar, it's exactly the same. So we recommend eat your vegetables first. Got to have vegetables to have them first. Have the vegetables first. Have your protein, whatever that is. And then at the end, if you need a carb, you have the carb at the end. And we see people just lose weight when we start doing that because they're not as hungry. They don't eat as much carb 
But in our study, we get, made them eat the same thing. You know, that is a simple thing that anybody can do. The science is so incredible and easy to understand, as we've just listened to you, Dr. Aroni. And in the book, in this great new book, The Change Your Biology Diet, you also provide us with some recipes along with meal plans for a couple of weeks. That's right. So we've, one of the things we've learned over the years is not everybody loses weight the same way. Some people want a structured plan. They want to know exactly what to eat, and we've provided them with exactly that. Other people, if you tell them what to eat, they, they're upset. So we give guidelines of what you can eat at any given meal. So there are a lot of different ways to do this, and I look at the Change Your Biology Diet as a complete program from beginning to end. It's everything that you need to help you to lose weight, and if you've been on a diet before, you've tried other things, it hasn't worked, that's what we do all the time. So we look at this book as just like coming to see us. We've tried to take all the great ideas we have at our world-renowned center, put them in this book so that your listeners at home can benefit from our 25 years of experience. And then, of course, exercise is a key thing in keeping our body in good shape. And I really appreciate your approach on that, where we just don't have to be at the gym for hours and hours a day. Yes. So we focus on exercise to improve health rather than looking at exercise as a weight loss tool. Because the fact is, it's really, really hard, maybe in some people impossible, to lose weight by exercising. So the idea you're going to join the gym and exercise your way out of your weight problem, that is just not going to happen. Unless you're Michael Phelps and you're doing 10,000 calories of exercise a day, it really is not possible to do. But is it important to get physical activity every day to give you the best possible health? And the answer is absolutely. You know, if you want to go to the gym, that's great. But a lot of people don't want to. And so the book goes into how to make your life more active in a way that won't take you hours a day. And, you know, we think that good health is what this is all about. So all of that is packed into this great new book, The Change Your Biology Diet, The Proven Program for Lifelong Weight Loss, because it comes with all the years and years, 25 years and and continuing strong of research and uh, observation and working with patients that we benefit from. And of course, now... This book is freshly available. We can get it at and through all of our favorite book sources, correct? Yes, you can. It's available on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Dr. Lewis Aroni, that's A-R-O-N-N-E, and that gives you links to uh, all of these resources. And, and our uh, center's website, the Comprehensive Weight Control Center at Wild Cornell Medicine, uh, you can access us through that as well. So this has been so informative. It really feels, I think, revolutionary because we've, you have given us such great insights and I believe great hope. And that's what you've really seen is people been able to have hope and change by following this great plan, correct? Yes, Kate. I mean, that's, that's what we do. We see people, we get 
have people referred from all over the country, all over the world, who have been unable to lose weight. A, a big part of our practice is people who've had surgery and they can't lose weight. They've regained all their weight after surgery. And people say, oh, my God, what do you do when someone's had surgery? Well, you know, we look at it in a very objective way, and we look at what the problem is, and we, we solve those problems. We have solutions for those problems. So if someone has had, you know, there are certain types of uh, surgeries that we find that, you know, they may need a different surgery. Uh, but it may be that they're on the wrong kind of diet. It may be that they're taking a medicine that's making them gain weight despite the fact that they've had surgery. You know, these are the kinds of things that you need a doctor to, to investigate, but it's not that there's no hope. We never give up when it, when it comes to this. We never tell someone, look, there's nothing we can do. There's always something that we can do to, to get a result. That is so terrific. You are such an inspiration, and you have really given us such a great gift this morning with giving us insights, Dr. Aroni, and certainly the book, The Change Your Biology Diet, is a resource that we can turn to so regularly, and check out your Facebook page to get even more contacts. So that's wonderful. Thank you so greatly for the work that you've done, and I do appreciate your taking time with us this morning. Kate, thanks very much for having me on.